This is a WKYT podcast. Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant and we welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers. We have a packed program today. WKYT investigates reporter Miranda Combs is here to look at the vaping issue in Kentucky with some school districts now filing lawsuits and some lawmakers pre-filing legislation to try to make new rules. Then we'll have some highlights from Inauguration Day in the Commonwealth. It was this past week when Andy Beshear became Kentucky's 63rd governor, former teacher and coach Jacqueline Coleman assumed her duties as lieutenant governor. We'll see some of that. And then later, with the holiday scramble underway, some things to watch out for as you shop, either online or in stores. Heather Clary will join us from the Better Business Bureau. Let's get right to this vaping issue. Jefferson County and Fayette County Schools, the state's two largest districts, along with Bullitt County Schools, are now suing e-cigarette makers. And some bills are being pre-filed in Frankfort that would make rules about flavored e-cigs. WKYT investigates reporter Miranda Combs is here to talk about this. All of a sudden, it's, this is a major issue for schools. And a lot of us adults don't quite understand right. how it's taken off so quickly. And I think that's part of the problem. Things are going on right with teachers and adults nearby that are going undetected. So this week, Sam Dick, by chance, had a student from Casey County in shadowing him. And I sat next to her down here in the studio, and she started talking about how bad it is in her school that they're all vaping and using those thumb drive looking ones and that they just kind of put it behind them and and let the smoke out and nobody knows the, va the vapors is maybe even in classrooms in the, oh everywhere she said it's yeah. everywhere and i said why what is the big do they realize that this is straight this is nicotine and she said they don't care it's just the cool thing right now to do so she is going with a group to dc in february i believe to talk to discuss with legislators how bad the problem is so these students a lot of them are having to take it on themselves and try to figure out how to get this under control because it has taken over their schools well, tell us about this piece that you put together that's getting a lot of attention that was run on our newscast this past week. So, Ben Chandler with the Foundation for Healthy Kentucky, and then I also interviewed Dr. Ryan Stanton here locally um, from an ER standpoint as to what, what's actually going on inside the body when, these, when you do vape. And also, Ben Chandler talked a lot about legislation they're hoping to push in the coming uh, legislative session. Okay, so we want to see that, and I'll have a couple more questions for you. But here's Miranda's report. You could say it's taken very little time to take off. What's amazing about it is how quickly the numbers have grown. This has come upon us almost overnight. This is obviously a watch, but take the face off the watch and it's a vaping device. There's as much nicotine in the face of the watch as in a pack of cigarettes. This is a $25 hoodie, but one string you can vape from. Now, why would they do that if they weren't trying to hide what they were doing. Foundation for a Healthy Kentucky Executive Director Ben Chandler is convinced vaping groups have a specific prerogative. There's no question in my mind that they have targeted young people. All you have to do is look at the numbers. Only 3% of the adult population in this country, a little over 3%, use vaping products. Over 27% of high school students use vaping products. The problem is it's kind of gone off on its own. It's a, its own little cult favorite, uh, a thing that kids are using because they think it's cool. Lexington emergency doctor Ryan Stanton says vaping is supposed to be for people to wean off cigarettes, not to start using nicotine when you never smoked in the first place. 
This is a transition item and we have to stress the importance of just because something smells good doesn't mean it's good for you. In fact, the CDC is still trying to figure out just how bad it is for you. Thousands have suddenly gotten sick from vaping and more than 40 deaths across the country can be attributed to vaping. You never know when you take a chemical by itself just sitting there, a lot of times it's not dangerous. But you take that chemical, put it with other stuff, and then you heat it and expose it to the lungs, which the lungs are very sensitive, you have the potential for significant damage. The bottom line is we don't know what's in these products. And Chandler says that's immediate reason for legislation. They want an excise tax put on vaping products for starters. He believes that will reduce usage, especially for young people. What frightens me the most is that we were seeing a decline, a steady decline in the use of tobacco products and the use of nicotine until these products came along. And now what we've seen are young people who would otherwise not use tobacco products use these products and become addicted. Chandler is hopeful the support for taxing vaping is there, saying it's a shared concern across Kentucky and the country, that what we don't know about vaping really can hurt us. In Lexington, Miranda Combs, WKYT. So Miranda, how are lawmakers uh, trying to go after this? I mean, it's uh, sort of a multi-pronged uh, approach, right, which will probably involve several pieces of legislation right. if they pass. And I, so, I know State Rep Kim Mosher is a big one on this, and she texted me this morning and said that, you know, they're really going after the excise tax. They want to have it moved up to cigarettes at least. And then also they want the age to be up to 21 to be able to purchase um, these vaping devices. However, the, the young lady, I talked to the other day about it said that won't make a difference because what they do is they buy them and they sell them to the students. Mm -hmm. One bill would just simply take the flavors out. Uh, it'll be yeah, interesting to see if they go there. Yeah, and that's I will say when I spoke to Ben Chandler about it, he was worried that that would make it through. He thought doing the tax um, would be an easier thing to get passed through because that's an that's an easy answer to that. It happened with cigarettes, right. it worked. And that is to bring the the tax on vaping to the same level, level as, as, the, cigarettes as the cigarette and, and all nicotine products actually. And and Representative Mosier also mentioned only having these sold at specialty shops instead of online, which I don't, that would be a tough one to control as well. So there's a lot of moving parts to the puzzle. The companies that make these e-cigs say that uh, kids using them is a misuse. Well, that that's not what it was for. He, right? That's what they say, and that's Ben Chandler's beef. He says, how can you tell me that you know disguising these items, uh, these devices, isn't promoting them toward children so that they can use them at school or use them when they're not supposed to be using them. So he says that's also not true because 27% of students are using it, whereas only how many 30% of adults yeah. are using it. And Dr. Stanton was saying the transitional uh, is what they were designed for, just to get people. Uh, that, I thought that was yeah. an interesting part to include in the story. I remember years and years ago, one of my dad's girlfriends having these, you know, <laughs> these things trying to get off the cigarettes, you know, but then they kind of disappeared for a while. No longer his girlfriend, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if it worked out. But yeah, th I think that is what they were they were meant for. Yeah. All right. Not. Well, it's interesting, and, and we'll see in interesting weeks ahead uh, over in Frankfurt. And we hope you'll stay with us on WKYT's Kentucky Newsmakers. We'll have highlights from Inauguration Day in Kentucky, where former governors and thousands of others gathered to see Andy Bashir take the oath of office. Then later, some things to watch out for as you do your Christmas and holiday shopping. Kentucky Newsmakers is coming back.
Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. This week, Andy Beshear became the 63rd governor of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. He makes history as the first child of a governor to also win the office. His father, Steve Beshear, was governor 2007 to 2015. It was a cold day in Frankfurt last Tuesday as the new governor and the new first lady and the new lieutenant governor tried to give a warm welcome to the crowd and they addressed some of the big challenges ahead. And I do further solemnly swear that since the adoption of the present Constitution, that since the adoption of the present Constitution, I being a citizen of this state, I being a citizen of this state, have not fought a duel with deadly weapons, have not fought a duel with deadly weapons, within this state nor out of it, within this state nor out of it, nor have I sent or accepted a challenge, nor have I sent or accepted a challenge to fight a duel with deadly weapons, to fight a duel with deadly weapons, nor have I acted as a second in carrying a challenge, nor have I acted as a second in carrying a challenge, or aided or assisted any person thus offending, or aided or assisted any person thus offending. So help me God. So help me God. My fellow Kentuckians, our Commonwealth is more than just a state. It is a commitment, a commitment to an idea and an ideal that we will come together for the common good of all people. Together, common good. The commitment to be that Commonwealth for the common good is our North Star. It should lead and guide us. But just saying we are a Commonwealth is not enough. For today, it seems that we are further from realizing our commitment than ever. We not only teach our children that words matter, but that our actions speak just as loudly. My hope is that together, we can work to live the values that we teach our children in both our words and our actions. I intend to lead by example. As we sit here today, Kentucky is one of only a handful of states that has ended its historic rape kit backlog. That's the type of history we want to make, one where Kentucky leads instead of lags behind. We succeed when we focus on our shared values, values that tie us together as Kentuckians and Americans. We succeed when we put the collective interest, the common good, ahead of our personal ambitions. We succeed when we focus right here in Kentucky on making life better for our people instead of allowing national divisions to distract us from the work at hand. We succeed when we stop treating each other as the enemy. That's when we get government at its very best. That's when we get Kentucky at its very best. I believe that Kentuckians have more in common, regardless of what party we belong to, than any national divisions can ever pull us apart. We are on the same team. I am now the governor of all the people of Kentucky. I will be a governor just as much for those who voted against me as those who voted for me because I view this election as an opportunity, an opportunity to heal wounds, an opportunity to work together instead of angling for political gain, an opportunity to make room at the table for voices that have been excluded. Leadership 
is not about what's doing, is not about doing what's popular. It's about doing what's right. And most of all, it's about doing what's necessary for our people. To do that, we have to meet people where they are and work with those we disagree with. While I cannot and I will not promise to please all people all the time, I can and will pledge to lead with an outstretched hand. We all want Kentucky to be a place where our children and grandchildren want to and can afford to raise their own children, keeping our families together and growing our commonwealth for the common good. Daniel Boone once said, heaven must be a Kentucky kind of place. He was right. But now we are living in the most divisive period of our lifetime. Today gives us a chance to get this right, to be a lighthouse in the storm, to be a beacon in the night. Today is a day to celebrate our history, our democracy, and our freedom. But it is also a day to recommit to being a commonwealth for the common good. We're all on Team Kentucky. Let's prove to this country and to each other that we can get this right. I can't wait to get started. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Two years ago, I stood on these steps in front of our Capitol in a sea of teachers and public employees in what would become the beginning of a movement and a journey that bonded us, forged new friendships, and ultimately led to this moment. It's so good to see so many of you here again today. Today our Capitol is open to everyone to celebrate. I cannot think of a more fitting theme for this campaign, this inauguration, and this administration than Team Kentucky. Here in Kentucky, we know we are stronger when we work together and that what more uh, unites us than divides us. We are a commonwealth committed to do right by our neighbors and to lift each other up. I became a teacher because I believe at my core that education is one of the greatest gifts we can give. That every child, regardless of their zip code, deserves access to a world-class education. This entire education community, from the bus drivers that get our kids to school, to the food service workers who feed them, to the secretaries that make the schools run, get up every day with two primary goals, to love our kids and to help them become better today than they were yesterday. Education has the power to break the cycle of poverty, to catapult a student to places they never knew they could go, to find stability, safety, hope, and opportunity, to change the trajectory of a child's life today and their family's lives for every tomorrow. Andy Bashir understands this. It's why he picked me, an educator, to serve as his lieutenant governor, and why he named me Kentucky's Secretary of Education and Workforce Development. I want to take a minute to underscore what this means. It means that starting today, public education is a top priority in Kentucky.
I believe so strongly in Team Kentucky because I have seen firsthand what a commitment to our kids can do. In our home, we have a junior in high school who's ranked number one in his class. We have a senior who will become the first student in the history of Frankfurt High School to graduate with an associate's degree. And we have a senior in college who grew up in a home where addiction, absent parents, and poverty threatened the, th the first 14 years of her life until she moved into our home and became a part of our family. All three will achieve success in different ways, but the common thread in every child's success is the teacher who helps to change their lives. And here's what my colleagues and I know to be true. Whether we have kids who overachieve or kids who must simply overcome, the journey is always worth the sacrifice. That's the kind of community that we are here to build today. A public education system that belongs to our kids. A government that belongs to you. Thank you so much for trusting us to always fight for you. Together, we will achieve great things for Kentucky. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Some highlights there from Inauguration Day in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, a big day last Tuesday. What to watch out for when you shop? Heather Clary from the Better Business Bureau will be with us next on Kentucky Newsmakers. And welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers from WKYT News. Christmas is a time for giving. That, of course, means a lot of shopping for loved ones or maybe ourselves. It's also important to be careful to make sure that we don't accidentally gift our money to thieves. Heather Clary with the Better Business Bureau is here with some advice on that. Welcome, Heather. Good to see you. It's Appreciate it. Good to it. see you. Thank Always you. It's an important time of the year to uh, get oh, a little visit busy. in with you. That's mm -hmm. right. Because shoppers are on the move, you know, yep. uh, and they're on stores, they're online. Uh, what does it look like in terms of, uh, you know, people are very busy, yeah. maybe they have their attention taken away from detail, yeah. but you can't do that. It's easy to get distracted this yeah. time of year. Uh, there's so much going on, and that's why we've been very busy at the Better Business Bureau, fielding calls from individuals, checking out things, and also issuing some warnings and alerts, because uh, you may have seen figures that said this past uh, uh, Black Friday was one of the biggest ones ever. Cyber Monday was huge, and there's still some online shopping going on. The problems we tend to see this time of year do tend to lead towards the online shopping. A lot of these consumers see items they want, they click on them. Unfortunately, we find year after year that people come to us and say, well, I never got the item. Christmas is almost here. We say, well, where is this business located that you purchase from? I don't know. You know, we get on the website. The only way to contact them is email. It's things like that that are huge red flags. No way to know where the business is located, no phone number to contact them. That's where the problem starts. So we really want people to be aware of who they're doing business with. And apparently it's very common for people to uh, buy the domains slightly misspelled of, a, of, of large and credible corporations mm -hmm. and, and then use those and then steal your information. You are absolutely correct. Uh, the Better Business Bureau did a large study earlier this year about counterfeits online and that's what those kinds of fraudulent websites count on. They will use something very similar. We had a consumer contact us about uh, a website where you could buy uh, Western bootwear and such, which are very expensive, but the site they showed us had them very cheap. 
we knew something was up with that. Well, we did some searching and found that indeed they did disguise the name. It had the same brand name in it, but some different letters. And of course, the red flag there too was that high-end items were going to be very cheap. No, that's not the real deal. Do you have to be careful about people just actually capturing your credit card information uh, when you're tr transmitting, making a purchase? It depends on where you're doing it. Of course, the Better Business Bureau always advises if you are doing shopping online, look to make sure it's a secure website, which you, you can usually see up top. You'll see the S after the HTTPS and a padlock before you put in that information. Of course, at stores, there have been data breaches in the past. Sometimes skimmers can capture your information, which is why it's so very important to keep up with your accounts, check them frequently. Also, shopping with a credit card can actually provide you with some additional protections when it's holiday time. A lot of people love to give gift cards. A lot of oh, people yeah. love to get gift cards. It's a uh, gift of shopping. What's right. not to like? A couple of reminders on those. Some can expire, uh, and many of us will not use the whole card, and I guess sometimes the retailers sort of count on that. Uh, they do. Many people forget it's lying in the jewelry box. Uh, the Better Business Bureau advises you use it because inevitably some business or retailer that people have received gift cards for goes bankrupt or out of business and then you're left with a useless card. Uh, federal law says that the gift cards cannot expire for five years. However, there are inactivity fees that are allowed to be charged by a business uh, no sooner than one year after it was last used. So that's why you want to get the most value out of that gift card. Also, we recommend registering that gift card with the company's website as soon as you can. Treat it like cash. If it gets lost or stolen, that way you may be able to recover any uh, lost value so you, you get it. Some things that won't fit, some will come in the wrong color, or, uh, yeah. some will want to get a refund or exchange. Right. You don't have an absolute right to that, right? Uh, stores in Kentucky are allowed to set their own refund and exchange policies. Many of them will extend them because of holiday time because, I mean, they reap the benefits of this after Christmas shopping as well. Uh, they also can maybe only give you an exchange if you don't have a receipt, for instance. So if the gift giver has provided a gift receipt, that can help immensely. If you get an item that was given to you that was ordered online, you could check out to see if the store has bricks and mortar locations locally that you could return or exchange the item rather than having to mail it back. That's another option you can check. As we're here at the end of one year and getting ready for a new one, oh, yeah. look back a little bit on 2019. What were some of the things that, that, uh, that you saw uh, that you'll be watching out for in 2020. It seems like the scams never go away and many of them are online related, but the good old telephone continues to be a problem. Our Better Business Bureau and bureaus across the nation just exploded with phone calls from the public complaining about robocalls. And from what I have been studying and seeing what was going on in Washington, they are working in Congress to try to work with phone companies to help cut down on those robocalls. But what we want the public to understand is if a government agency is calling you uh, they say they're a government agency. Law enforcement using scare tactics. The latest one going around involves saying we're the Social Security Administration. It's not them. Those agencies don't call you. We want people to check that out with us or whatever agency they choose. Don't necessarily believe everything you see and we will be keeping an eye on all of that as well as trying to connect consumers with our ethical businesses that help make our free nonprofit services available to the public throughout our 64 counties. These don't call lists yeah. uh, didn't work <laughs> as well, was expected, right? The do I not mean, call list has been around for a long time. Right. But like any other law, there are people who break it. And these yeah. con artists are sitting sometimes overseas or in the Caribbean and good luck catching them. They are using computers to hide where they're calling from. So that's why it's very important not to believe everything you see on caller ID. Uh, 
don't answer calls if you don't recognize them. If it's important, they'll leave a message. Many people have reasons. They say, well, I must answer. But if you find it's one of those, the best thing to do is hang up. Don't engage. Don't call them back. That will accomplish nothing. It just lets them know they have somebody good that they can keep pestering in the future and share with their con artist friends. If a business uh, identifies with the BBB and mm -hmm. they let you know that they, they are a part, a member yes. in good standing, yes. uh, what should that uh, assure customers of? We love that we have over about 2,000 businesses throughout Central and Eastern Kentucky that support our nonprofit services so that we can connect consumers with businesses they can trust. It's a marketplace where consumers and businesses can trust each other. They know these businesses have been checked out, that they have agreed with us and committed to respond to any customer complaints that may arise, that they are going to conduct ethical business. Um, businesses must qualify to join the BBB, and we appreciate those that are supporting us. If there's a business out there who would like to see in the new year if they might become accredited with us and enjoy those benefits and get customers sent to you that want to use trustworthy businesses they simply have to contact us log on to bbb.org and we'll be happy to talk with them in these days when it is a jungle out there yeah. I, you know i'm sure it is assuring yeah. to people to know that at least that there is that uh, that credibility attached it, it's about trust the better business bureau system has been around for over 100 years and that's longevity you don't see very much in some organizations or businesses and there's a reason for that. Uh, the public continues to trust us and we are a, a nonprofit objective organization that just tries to bring the public's ethical businesses they can trust. The ethical businesses want people to keep their money in their communities so that we can keep our community strong and keep the money out of the hands of the scam artists. Well I know that uh, we're just heading into winter but it won't be long till the uh, uh, home and garden show in the spring yes, activities will be coming along. I exactly assume you're starting right. to get uh, plans going right. for that. Right. I mean we <laughs> the contractors, people check those out a lot with us, and we will be talking more about that as we get close to that. We want people to be able to turn to us to get uh, referrals to businesses they can trust that have met our standards, and it just uh, is a good deal for everyone. All right. Hope springs eternal. Yeah. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas Same to you. Same to you. Thanks. We appreciate you Thank coming you by. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Kentucky Newsmakers. Our next newscast coming up later here on WKYT. We'll see you bright and early this week on WKYT this morning, and we hope you make it a good week ahead.